Lekutis Sichas Chelik Vov, the Sicha base, the second Sicha for the Parsha of Truma. In this Sicha, the Rebbe explains a Rashi at the end of the Sedra, the Sedra of Truma, which deals about the Yisaidis, the pegs that were in the Mishkan. Uh, the Rebbe is going to address a Rashi which on the superficial and the first glance level seems to be very uh, problematic because it seems that Rashi is contradicting himself from the uh, beginning uh, of his statement to the end of his statement. Uh, when Rashi talks about the pegs that were in the uh, Mishkan, Rashi says that those pegs were used to hold the curtains down, uh, the curtains of the Mishkan that were uh, covering the whole Mishkan and going over its side. So those coverings were held down by the pegs. But Rashi says that there is two possibilities how these curtains were held down by the pegs. Either they did was that they stuck those pegs into the ground. So now the curtains, the covers that covered the Mishkan were stuck in the ground through the pegs. The pegs stuck were stuck in the ground. Or Rashi says the other possibility, Rashi says, was that these pegs were heavy. And because they were heavy, uh, it weighed down the curtains so that now the weight of the uh, pegs that were within the curtains or hanging by the curtains kept the covers on the uh, Mishkan. The weight of it kept it down. So, this is the first comment that Rashi makes, but the following uh, comment, following this, Rashi seems to bring uh, proofs that, and Rashi seems to say, that it does, it was stuck in the ground. Rashi seems to decide that it was stuck into the ground. And, um, and Rashi also brings a verse to support it. So the question is, if Rashi says that he's not sure, and Rashi begins in saying that there's two possibilities, uh, why does Rashi then say no, that there, there is evidence that it was stuck in the ground? So then why doesn't he just say that it was stuck in the ground? It seems that in the first he says it's not sure, and then he seems to decide. But it's not like a uh, he decided the fact. And why would Rashi say that he's not sure, as we'll see as the Rebbe learns it inside? The Rebbe will explain that there is two things about pegs about this you say this the hebrew word for the i'm touching it as pegs i believe that that would be the proper english translation but they're called you say this so there's one thing you say this are basically anchors they anchor the uh curtains um and the rebbe is going to explain that uh, there is a uh the characteristics of this you say this was in some way, uh, like anchors, like you say this, like the pegs, which means the um, the way they looked, the shape, and the uh, context. It was a peg. That's what it was. Uh, so 
at some levels, at some criteria of a anchor it met, it was a Yisaid. And the only question is, were they heavy Yisaidis? Were they in a way that it hung and held it down because of its weight, or it was stuck in the ground? Um, and that's what Rashi is not sure. Although Rashi does know uh, that the shape, they're called Yisaidis because they were shaped like uh, pegs, like anchors. That's what a Yisaid means. When Rashi says that he thinks uh, later on that they were actually stuck in the ground because they're called anchors, Rashi means to say, in addition to having the shape of anchors, is why they're called anchors, what they're called Yisaidis. But also they actually, probably, Rashi says, they actually served as anchors do. Anchors serves when you anchor them in the ground. That's how the pegs, that's how the Yisoid works, that you have to anchor in the ground. But that's not decisive. That doesn't change from Rashi's question, did they use it in such a way? That means that, number one, that they were like anchors, they were shaped like anchors, that Rashi knows by the name. Then Rashi suggests, since they had the name anchors, they were probably not just sitting in there uh, to weigh down the curtains, but they were probably served as anchors do. And then Rashi further uh, supports this, that we find that tents that you want to give them permanence are actually anchored. Because possibly one can argue and say, since the Mishkan was a movable uh, structure, Although, as we learned in Rashi later on, it didn't move around that much. The Rebbe doesn't mention that, but yet it was made as a movable structure. So one can say, since it's made to move around, and many times the Pusik says it stays a day or two, and therefore, maybe it would make more sense for uh, the pegs not to be anchored into the ground, because that would mean... Um, that you would have to undo a, uh, a peg from its anchor from the ground. So and one thought might be that we're better off having it weigh down the curtains and rather than sticking them into the ground, so then that we have to undo them. But Rashi brings down another verse to show that tents are actually made in this kind of ways, uh, that tents are made in ways that they're anchored in. So while Rashi isn't certain, the Rebbe says, that this was the way these anchors were used, but he thinks that probably we should say that they were actually anchored in. Since the name anchor and they shaped like anchors, probably we should assume that they were actually anchored. In addition, because the verse states that uh, a oil, a tent, that you want to make it a proper tent and it should get the importance of a tent needs to be anchored in even though it's movable from, from there. The Rebbe will also bring out at the end of the Sikha interesting in Halacha uh, that it makes a difference whether they anchored it or they just hung it down to what would constitute a level of a structure that one would be 
violating the Shabbos, which we learn out from the Mishkan. Depending upon whether it was stuck in the ground, in that case, uh, only if a person would build a oil that he sticks the pegs in the ground would be considered permanent, and that would be a prohibition that we would learn from the Mishkan. But say he just hung it down and let it weigh down, that would not yet get that permanence. That is if we say that in the Mishkan they actually anchored it to the ground. If on the other hand we take the other uh, side that it was not into the ground, that means that just by having weights on the walls, that already is considered a, a permanent enough to uh, stabilize the uh, curtains, the covers in the Mishkan, then one for doing something like that would also be uh, violating uh, the building a oil on Shabbos, as we'll see inside. It also has a further uh, idea in the inner meaning of things is how much the earth underneath the Mishkan, at the time that the Mishkan was there, how much of the earth of it was uh, part of the holiness of the Mishkan. Because we know that the ground on which the Mishkan stand did not absorb the holiness, because once they moved on, they moved the Mishkan to the next place, uh, then the previous place where the resting place of the Mishkan, that ground remained ordinary ground, it didn't have any Kedushan, no holiness to it. But at the time that it stayed there, it is also depends upon how they built it. If they built it so that it was anchored inside the ground, so that means that not only the layer, upper layer on what the Mishkan and what it stood on, the upper layer of the ground became part of the Mishkan, but actually deeper down because they used in the anchors were anchored in the ground. So that means a deeper layer in the ground became part of the structure of the uh, Mishkan at the time that it was there. On the other hand, if it was just a uh, weights that uh, weighed down the curtains so then it means that the ground only served on the superficial level that you were standing on top of it but it didn't penetrate it didn't go beneath the surface so now we'll learn inside at the end of this week's portion of the Torah portion, is Rashi Mevayer Vegin Yisaidis. Rashi explains with regards to these anchors, these pegs that were in the Mishkan, in the structure of the Mishkan. Rashi says, number one, how they, the shape of the uh, of these anchors. Rashi says, they were like copper uh, copper anchors. That's number one. Then number two, Rashi says also, what did they use? What were these anchors used for? So Rashi says, they used them for the uh, covering of the oil of the tent. Uh, and also as well, and for the curtains that went all around the courtyard, uh, the curtains for the courtyard, so kishurim b'meisorim, they were tied. These anchors were tied b'meisorim uh, through strings, meaning a string held these anchors, and those strings were uh, tied saviv saviv 
bishupuleim. They were all around the bottom of the curtains and the covers of the mishkan. So that the wind should not raise, should not pick up the uh, the curtains, the curtains of the mishkan and the, of the oil, and also the the curtains of the chutzer, the covers of the oil and the curtains of the chutzer. The wind should not raise them. So that's the two uh, aspects. Number one, they looked like anchors. They looked like nagrein nechoshes, like pegs, anchors of copper, and they were made to hold down the uh, coverings of the oil and the curtains of the chotzer. Now, afterwards, the nochis Rashi Mamshich, Rashi continues and he says, yedeya, he says, I'm not sure, I don't know, im tchuvim whether they were stuck in the ground, or they were just tied and they were hanging. And how did it hold down these curtains? It was the weight that weighed down, made it heavy, would make heavy the edges of the curtains so that they shouldn't move in the wind. So it's possibly, A, that it was stuck in the ground. It also possibly is that because they weighed uh, heavy, so the weight kept them down so that they don't move around. But then Rashi says, and I say, Rashi continues, that their name proves what they are. And that means, because they are stuck in the ground. Their name tells us that they're stuck in the ground. That's why they're called anchors. That's why they're called pegs, anchors, because they go in the ground. And Rashi finally says, I have also a support from the following verse. Because there is a verse in Yeshaya Lamad Gimel, Pasuk Chof, which says, Oil, uh, you have a tent, Bal Yitzuan, Bal Yisa, it will not move, it will not uh, uh, falter, Bal Yitzuan, Bal Yisa, it will falter, Yisaydoisov Lonetzach, it's Pegs are eternal, which means that it holds down. So we see that the pegs hold it down in that oil over there as described in Yeshayim. So that is the um, uh, Rashi saying that it means that it was actually in the ground based on their name and based on this verse. So the Rebbe asks, is indemnity movement? So it's not understood. Number one, Aleph. Rashi says their name proves that they are stuck in the ground. So literally we, name, we, we learned what it means. The name, you say this means that they're stuck in the ground. So the Rebbe asks, How does the name you say this prove that they are stuck in the ground? You say that an anchor doesn't mean that it's stuck in the ground? It's called an anchor, but just because it's called an anchor doesn't mean it's stuck in the ground. And if you're going to say, you know, and if Rashi uh, assumes or accepts, as for Nonomen Yisaitis, because the name is called Yisaitis, these anchors, Hotman Yo, Aklorum Bavais, this is a very clear proof, as is Zainat Kuim that they are stuck in the ground. How does he say by himself before? I don't know whether they're stuck in the ground. He just said that it's not known. 
So why does he say he doesn't know if they're stuck in the ground if the name proves that they're in the ground? If anchor means that it's in the ground, then it means that it's in the ground. Why does Rashi say he doesn't know? And if he says he doesn't know, why did just because we call them anchors doesn't mean they're in the ground? The Rebbe will answer later on. I'm just giving out the answer. The Rebbe will say later on is, we know that they're called anchors. And we know that they're shaped like anchors. And what Rashi is saying over here, that the name proves that they're Tukuyim Ba'aretz, means since we call them anchors, the assumption is that they are actually used in the way that they're shaped. Because they're shaped like anchors, so probably they were put in the ground. And that's why it's not a contradiction from the beginning and the end. In the beginning, Rashi just says that, you know, they were anchors. And the reason why they were anchors, the Rebbe will explain later on, because they're, the top of were anchors over there, as the Rebbe will explain, so the bottom had anchors too, as we'll see later on. But whether they actually use those anchors as anchors are usually used, they stuck in the ground, Rashi isn't sure. Or they maybe just weighed down. So that's why Rashi says, but since the name is called anchors, I'm assuming that they were actually stuck in the ground. And he also brings the other Pasuk. Rashi, the Rebbe goes on to say now that there are uh, other versions that the second part of Rashi uh, that we're reading here, that the second section that it says that I say that the name proves that they're stuck in the ground is not actually Rashi's words, but this is a student uh, saying this. But still, even if it's a student, it couldn't be contradicting what Rashi said before. Uh, the student is trying to explain what Rashi says, but not to contradict. If Rashi said before he doesn't know, why would he say that he does know? So the Rebbe says, like, like, there are several versions is other Hemshech. So this entire uh, continuation uh, that we say, that says, and I say, till the end, which uh, ends with the words of the Pasik that Rashi brings down from Yeshaya, this is in Rashi's actual language. This is an addition, which was added to one of Rashi's a student, a student of Rashi's. But that doesn't help us with the problem that the Rebbe presented in, 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 in Aleph. The Rebbe asked, if, the, if Rashi just says that he doesn't know, uh, how could we say that the name means that it's stuck in the ground? And if it is stuck in the ground, uh, then uh, why would, um, uh, if it means stuck in the ground, why does Rashi say he doesn't know? So, so even if we have this version, you cannot answer that by Rashi is nit bavus that Rashi doesn't. Rashi actually doesn't know. that Rashi didn't know whether they were stuck in the ground. And by his student is given He knew it clearly as the that the peg, the anchor, is in the ground. Because it doesn't make sense to, to follow this vorm vibal das mitzayi tzugi Because since with these added words what and I say that the name proves so the Talmud gemeta to bring it. The Talmud intended here to tell us to bring out a birur a clarification in them was Rashi Rashi said I don't know and then he's clarifying says vorm ani. So, 
if he's trying to bring clarification, he needs to explain the Azoidas is Muchach von Shmom. How do we see it from the name? It's not just to say, there's a proof, the name proves that. I mean, if you're trying to clarify what Rashi said, Rashi just said he doesn't know. That means that the name itself doesn't, is not evidence. How come you're saying all of a sudden that it is evidence? And the second question the Rebbe asks, that after Rashi, Rashi, Others in Talmud or his students, Zokt, they say that the name proves that they are stuck in the ground. The name you say this means stuck in the ground. Is a Then Rashi adds that he gets a, he has a support from a verse. If the name itself tells you already that it means stuck in the ground, that's the meaning of the word you say this. So what do we need to talk for? If Rashi does have, or the student has a proof, the name of as Yosef is Azach was vert aringizetz in the air. There is something which is uh, pounded into the ground. Is doch nitokin hechrech. So then there is no uh, proof. We don't have to say as Ozaina to you from the pasuk that we need to have support from a verse. The name tells you the whole thing. Why do we need a pasuk for? So all this points to the fact that when Rashi says the names means stuck in the ground, Rashi doesn't mean it as it seems in the superficial level that it's actually stuck in the ground, that we have to say so. Rashi says the name of Yusaydis is the shape of the anchor. And because it's the shape of the anchor, Rashi assumes that it's stuck in the ground, but he's not sure if it's stuck in the ground or not. We still need... Uh, it's just an assumption that, you know, the name says, you say this, that they have a shape of an anchor, so it's presumed. Rashi's not meaning in this, in the, Rashi or his students aren't meaning to decide what he questioned before, just to say that the assumption is that, that it is. And that's why we also would understand why we would need a uh, support from a Pusik, because the name itself doesn't yet uh, convincingly tell us that it was... Uh, connected to the ground, it might have been just weighing down, and because it was weighed down with shaped anchors, uh, that's why it could be called you say this too. Okay, but uh, we'll go weiter in the questions in the meantime. Number three, Gimel. Farvos Takez Olmo Chatchila Zayna Sofik by Rashi, Tzidi Yisei Dezayna Givent Chuvim Boris. Why should Rashi even have a question whether they are stuck on the ground? This, this this problem we have especially if we should say that the following words uh, that the name proves uh, is, is not Rashi himself so that would mean that by Rashi so by Rashi it's actually uncertain Rashi didn't even uh, verify one way or the other not even as the student says that the assumption is this but why would Rashi even have a question? When we have a uh, explicit proof from the Posik, it says, Oil by Rashi brings down that the tent, uh, the, 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 it doesn't move because the pegs don't move. In other words, they're anchored into the ground. So we see that pegs are anchored into the ground. Again, the way the Rebbe will learn, this Pasuk 
tells you that when pegs are anchored in the ground, they don't move together, but it doesn't necessarily mean that these pegs over here were put into the ground. It just tells us that an important oil is made in such a way that the pegs are in the ground and it doesn't move ever around. But the Rebbe is going to say, but there was a possibility. One can argue that um, the Mishkan, being a structure that is moved constantly from place to place, maybe you, uh, uh, you didn't put it into the ground. Now, even though in that tent... Uh, it was put into the ground. Uh, it doesn't mean, though, that it's over here, as the Rebbe will explain. And that's how the Rebbe is going to explain this question, too. Number four, the fourth question is, As you say, this that pegs represent that they're pounded in, either they're pounded or they're fastened, we have many, many verses where we see that pegs are pounded, that these anchors are pounded, that these, uh, you say this. It says in the Pesach, this is, uh, she pounded the, uh, the Yosef, the peg, the peg into his back. By Sisra, it's written with uh, regards to the uh, Dveda. And then it says, and I will pound in a Yosef, this, this, this peg, they should have brought the proof from Adi Psukim. Rashi should have brought the uh, evidence from these verses in which we see that you pound them in. Number one, those are earlier verses from the Gebracht and Posik. Then the verse that Rashi brings of Oil, Bal Yitzu, and Goimer, which is a Posik in Yishai, which is later on. In the Navi, and number two, because in this psukim it says explicitly, it says they pounded in. In together uh, with the yosid, that means that yosid is pounded. Based from the pasuk oil going but in the verse that Rashi does bring, that the uh, it doesn't move the the pegs are there for eternity. The proof is only as they say the Zayn and Tukuyim. It just tells you that these pegs are uh, stuck. They're in the ground. It doesn't say that they're pounded, that they, they were stuck into the ground. We just learn it from the meaning of the contents of the verse. Since we say that these pegs these anchors don't move. They're not moved from place. So not moved from place means they're anchored. So we know that they're anchored. They're actually in the ground. So why wouldn't Rashi bring another Pesach, which is, which is it's clear? Because again, as the Rebbe will explain, all this tells us, yes, that there is anchors that you stick them into the ground. But we don't have a question over here that they were anchors, because anchors they were. But the question is, were these anchors stuck? You can say that an anchor is usually stuck. Yes, that's fine. But that doesn't mean that this is the way they use the anchors over here, that they were they may have just weighed down for the reasons as mentioned uh, I mentioned before, that uh, maybe because they had to move and they didn't want to bother with banging them in, pounding them in every time into the ground. 
So therefore, just to bring a proof from a place where we see that you have to pound in pegs wouldn't mean that this was over here, the case over here. But Rashi's proof is the fact that we find that a tent, an important tent is described as one that doesn't move uh, and doesn't move because of the... uh, uh, the fact that it's anchored into the ground, it's actually pounded into the ground, so then we have a support, and we have also a uh, uh, an assumption that this is probably what took place by the oil, because the oil in the Mishkan was an important oil, so we should assume also that it was done in the way important oils are done, that it's also pounded into the ground. In Oiz based, the Rebbe will explain that although Rashi says that he's not sure whether the you say this were uh, stuck in the ground or they were just weighed down the, the, the curtains and the covers of the oil, um, that doesn't change, the, however, the meaning that the shape of the Yisaitis were like anchors, were like pegs that are used to anchor in the ground. Uh, and, the, and the proof for this is that because the first Rashi, before Rashi says, uh, whether what how they serve, Rashi says simply according to all views that they look like nagrei nechoshes. That means that that's not up to debate. That's what the yisaidis are. So that the yisaidis are nagrei nechoshes. So, but the question is, how were they used these nagrei nechoshes? So, the question then that would arise is. Uh, if they looked like pegs, but they didn't use like pegs, is number one, why would they use pegs for? I mean, they, they, if they didn't, uh, if Rashi assumes, and uh, Rashi knows that you say this means, uh, Nagari means pegs, uh, why would they, um, why would they need why, why would they need anchors, shaped like anchors to weigh them down when it has nothing to do, they didn't anchor them. So, that, that that's a problem. How come Rashi still says Nagari? And then, the other question would be, so what, what is it proof from the fact that they're called Yisaitis? Being called Yisaitis, Rashi says, Shemom Mechich that they're called Yisaitis. We're not asking, we're not challenging that there were anchors over there. That's not the question. The question was, we know there were anchors over there. They were Nagar and Achayshis, Rashi says, according to all opinions. The only question is, how did they serve? So what does it help me that the name says that they're Yisaitis, and Yisaitis means anchors. Anchors means that you, you pound them in, but in this case, we're not saying that they were pounded in. And, and the Rebbe, this is the Rebbe going to ask in, 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 in based to continue to point to us, to tell to tell us that the the as he will continue later on to teach us that the um, um, the reason why they got the Yisaitis was because the upper level of the curtains had Yisaitis. We know that regardless, as the Rebbe will say. So therefore, probably they used the same things that they used on the top, they used on the bottom too, and. Um, Rashi's proof is not just from the name. Name Daka doesn't prove they were, they looked like you say this. But Rashi's proof is from this from the idea that they um probably were used the way the name says that uh they're anchors. So let's learn aside. Base. For them was Rashi Zokt. Rebbe says from this that Rashi states, number one, Aleph, Zokdubshitus Shishmomikalihim. Rashi says the name is evidence upon them. Un, number two, Rashi doesn't bring any proof from Vatiska Asa Yosef or the Vatakatev Yosef. 
Yosit, from the verses that he pounded the Yosit, or the Takati, the two Psukim, is Ayichocha. This tells us, as Benegeya the Eingen Shaftum von Yusaitis in Algemein, that regarding the characteristics, what is a Yusaid in general, is Barashik and Sofiknit. That's not even a da. Rash doesn't have a question, what is a Yusaid? Does haste. This means, as menves, as a yosid bechlal, you know that a yosid, a peg, in general is a zach, vosvet ergets arangishtekt. This is, it's stuck somewhere. You stick it in somewhere. Avtsugrobun. Either you stick it in because you're going to dig, either you banged it in, uh, you pounded it in, or you fastened it. So, under far. And therefore, so because Rashi is evidence, and we know that Yisdes knows, we know that Yisdes means, this is the first step is that we know clearly that we don't have a question really what Yisdes are. Under far, is Eich Benegei to the Yisdes mishkan. That's why when we're talking about the Yisdes of the Mishkan, Zokter Bipshitos, Rashi says in very uh, simply, without hesitation, Eich Leitin Pirush as the Yisdes are in it given to Even according to the interpretation that these Yisdes were not stuck in the ground, they were like pegs of copper. Because these Nagorim, these pegs in Loshen Koydus, are Nazoyin Zachen, Velchem is Ergetz Vutekeyab. They, somewhere, you anchor them somewhere, you stick them in somewhere, they're, they're stuck somewhere. But Dosh in the Pirish, when you say this, that is the meaning, you say this means that you stick, stick in. So that's not even the question. The Sophic is nor the only question that we have is Tzizezeinim by Mishkon, whether by the Mishkon, Oich Bepoyel given Tchum Boritz or Nisht. What they are, we know, but what actually happened? Did we actually stick them into the ground or not? What would be the logic to say that they were not stuck? Even though Rashi is sure, it's obvious, it's simple to him. That they were also in a type of style of these pegs that used to in the Seizehoben they do have the shape, form, the form, as men can say, and you can stick them. So there's no question that these types, the, the Yusaitis, had the shape that you could stick them in. So why would it even have a question? If they have the shape, why shouldn't we just assume that they stuck them in? So the reason why Rashi has a question, the Mishkon is in Midbar since the Mishkon, while it was in the desert, did not stay permanently on one spot. And they needed to take it apart. So it makes more sense. In order to prevent extra trouble, extra work. So they should hold the uh, coverings and the curtains through the by the weight of these hanging anchors. Either rather than to go through the way, was the Yisaitis and the that they have those anchors stuck in the ground. And then you would need to, by every time you take it apart, to tear out the Yisaitis, these anchors, from the earth, from the ground. And then you got to pound it again in by when you got to put it together a second time. So, that's why we have the question. However, but according to this, we don't understand. So if 
we should say that we still have a question. We know that these were anchors, but we don't understand. We're not sure whether they were used in the way anchors are used. So Aleph, on. If we should assume adds Einhalten the Yidiyasa Mishkan, that to hold the uh, the wind shouldn't blow on the covers of the Mishkan. Hodder Koivet from the Yisaidus. That was accomplished through the weight of these pegs. So for that purpose, so they would not need to use. Can you say this? Why did they use pegs? Why did they use these anchors? Their shape, their shape to do this type of effect to hold the things down. They're meant to be stuck in the ground. But you should have used just heavy things. They can have any shape they want. So how could one assume yeah, that it is uh, uh, a shape? Uh, we know that they're shaped like uh, anchors. They're shaped like pegs. They're made to be stuck in the ground. But they weren't using that thing. Why would one say So why would they make them? Why would they have anchors over there? And base are number two. Vibald, as their suffix is need benegea. The tzuris you say this, since the doubt is not the question what they look like, nor. But the only question is, we don't know what they were. Did they actually stick them in or not? So what does it help the proof? That the name, or certainly, the name proves. The name is, okay, we know that you say this. It wasn't even the question. We know they're anchors. We're not questioning what they are. We're questioning how they were used. And certainly, what helped the Pasik oil by Yitzu and Bal Yisa is that the uh, the foundations the, the don't move around the, the foundation doesn't move. But that's a clowned like a Mishkan. It doesn't talk about the Mishkan. We're trying to find out not what pegs do and not that pegs are stuck into the ground and that's what pegs serve as. We're trying to find out what did the pegs of the Mishkan serve. So what are you bringing me? a proof that there was somewhere else that they served as pegs in the ground and that they're called pegs. How does this help us to determine what the pegs served in the Mishkan, whether they were in the ground or they were just weighing down? In Ois Gimel, the Rebbe will prove from Rashi, from a uh, previous Rashi, that there were other Yisaitis, there were other pegs, there were other, other anchors uh, they're sometimes referred to as vove, as unkelios, which means uh, that the posts, uh, the amudim, that were in the chotzer, on which you hung the curtains, there were, um, there were pegs, those vovim that were banged in, they were anchored into these posts. And onto those anchors, they would hang the rods and the curtains would uh, drape down from there. So there were, you say this, as Rebbe will say, there were other, you say this, on the top, which means those were anchors and those were pegs that were banged in towards the top from which the curtain hung down. Over there, there's no question that those were actually uh, banged in as opposed there's nothing to do with weight over there, because this is the top. And the Rebbe explains, because of that, uh, they 
Makes sense. They use the same type what they used on the top, they use for the bottom. Since they used already this onkeloyas, they use those pegs. So they use it on the top, so they also use it on the bottom. And even though on the bottom they weren't used in that way, so Rashi doesn't know that Einochanami, that let it be true that there were pegs over there, and some of the pegs were used on the top in order to connect them to the Amudim. But should we also say that these pegs um, were, on the, it was, that's why they would use it on the bottom? And we don't know though whether in the bottom they were used in the same way as in the top they were stuck in into the ground or they just weighed it down. But that's why there would be pegs there instead of just anything else that weighed it down. So we'll learn inside. Ois Gimel. So this will be understood by introducing this that Rashi states before this in uh, in the previous uh, Rashi in Unzer Posik in our verse. So Rashi says of their makovis that they use these uh, hammers litkoya uh, yisedis so that they would use to pound the pegs the amudim and the uh, pillars so to bang in the pillars into the ground and to bang in the pegs they would use the uh, these makovis these hammers so but it would seem by Rashi says doch noch nit muchlet. Rashi hasn't yet decided whether these pegs were banged in or they were uh, just hanging. So we're not even sure that they had to bang them in. So how does Rashi say earlier in this previous Rashi simply that they had to bang in these pegs? We're not even sure that they banged pegs in altogether. So how come Rashi says to bang in the pegs? So therefore, we need to say, as a zayin given the mishkan, that in the mishkan there were two mina yisaidus, there were two types of peg. On the Rashi, Allah zoktas beferish in parshas nasi. Rashi himself states this in the section of nasi. Rashi says there the yisaidus who meisrei meisorim hoyuliriyas v'lekloim milamato chulum. That there were. Uh, both Rashi says there were yisedes, there were pegs, and there were strings for the uh, curtains, for the coverings, and for the curtains on the bottom, Milmato, on the bottom. So those are the pegs that we're talking about over here in the Rashi. is their sophic Rashi is not certain how they used those uh, pegs to bang in or not. The Rashi continues says the yisedes and there were also pegs and strings soviv, were all around for all, all the beams all around that went around and around the chotzer so that in the upper upper edge of the curtains in the chotzer to hang them they needed to be hung by the top of the amudim so those you say this uh, and those strings were in there in the Amudim all around. Let's say you say this. So, with regards to these uh, last, you say this, Rashi is talking of the Rinosoi. Is by Rashi and Sophikni. Those, you say this, Rashi doesn't have a doubt as is Anna given to Kuyim. Those were to Kuyim. Rashi says, Litkoya, you say this, those were to Kuyim. And those 
Yisaidus, those pegs is as Rashi mekaven ifrid kundibur. That is what Rashi intends in the previous uh, Rashi to talk about those pegs that were on the top. Vorm sis poshut, because it's obvious as the Yisaidus hamudim that those pegs of the pillars they weren't hanging there. Vos vos oivzeyot men that you. On those pegs, through the uh, the uh, the drapes and the 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 rods, that they hung up the upper uh, edge of the curtains. right? That's no question. They were stuck into the uh, pillars in the amudim. And in that way, they were able to hold up the upper uh, curtains. Upashut. So there's not even a question over there. It's obvious. Over there, it has nothing to do with the weight of the pegs because it wasn't about the weight. It was that they're sticking in into the. Uh, poles on the top and from which they would hang the curtains towards the bottom. Rashi himself also describes it in our Sedra, in a previous Pasuk, Rashi concludes as the Unkoliyos. Unkoliyos are the uh, Nagorim, those are the uh, Yisaitis. It says it way it seems like that these unkilers are the Yisaitis, they're the pegs. The, the rod by through its ring was hanging on it. That was stuck in the Ahmed. That was anchored, that was banged in, fast into the post. So now that we said we proved that there were another set of Yisaitis. And then those Yisaitis were actually uh, used to uh, bang into the uh, pillar. And we know this, Rashi mentions this before, in the Rashi Nasi, the different proofs that the Rebbe has brought here. So based on this we can say, that the bottom pegs that were of the uh, covers of the Mishkan and the curtains that in our parsha, Sanitaka need given talk about it. They actually were not stuck in the ground. Nor but rather they were able to support the Yiriz Nikloim with their Koivit, but with their weight. Loitvis is Mermistabet Suzong Kinalsi Base. As it makes more sense to say that they would, why would they want to uh, go through the trouble of putting it into the ground or not? Would rather use the weight. So, what was the question? I, for what episode of them genutz you say this? So, why would they use for this pegs? We need under the shveres achan, not other heavy things. Is as mitzad them? It's because of this. Balayoyis has to dissolve kloim b'svasom el yoyna, since for the same curtains on the upper on the upper side, hot me genutz you say this? They already use this. You say this. Undort not midorgi mustabun. You say this. Kinal, there they needed to have the Yisaitis because over there it was actually anchored into the post. So they needed Yisaitis. Hatman That's why they also used these pegs to the Kiloim Bishipuleim, to the curtains on the bottom. Umbemela, and therefore Oich to the Yiris Bishipuleim. 
since they used it already for the Kiloim, the Shipulayim, so they also used it uh, on the coverings of the Yiris from the, in the bottoms. Because we're saying that the bottoms were like the tops, but the tops that was only by the curtains, by the Chotzer, that wasn't by the, there were no uh, pegs in the uh, oil over there. This is only by the Chotzer, the top of the curtains of that were by the Chotzer and not by the uh, coverings of the Mishkan. But since it was used already by the Kiloim B'Shipuleim and the bottoms of the Kiloim, so we already used it also for the covering of the Yiris. So all the bottoms should be the same as the curtains. Uh, although they could have used other things. So basically saying, since we used pegs, that's the reason why they used the pegs over there for the bottoms also. But that doesn't mean just because they used pegs over there that it was to stick into the ground. And the contrary, probably didn't stick into the ground. So why did they use pegs? Because they used these anchors, these peg anchors is because uh, that was used on the top. Now the Rebbe uh, cautions over here in Horus 17, but wait a minute. It wasn't made out of the same material. The pegs on the top, the Pasuk says, the Vovi were kesev, they were made out of silver. And the uh, pegs on the bottom uh, were made uh, of the... um, of the both of the covers and the cloim were made out of copper. So how can we say that we're making the bottom because of the top uh, when they're different material even? It's not even the same material. So it's not like you're going to use the same things for the top and the bottom. The top is silver and the bottom is copper. But the Rebbe says, Adarab, on the contrary, it makes the sense to say that we find the Torah has minimized the different types of kalim that were in the Migdash and the Mishkan. Brings down from the... Uh, because, uh, uh, and that way also, the shapes of the kalim are minimized. Uh, so that's one thing. So we can say that we, did, we didn't make that many shapes. So it does make sense. It doesn't matter because uh, it was a different uh, material. But still, they made one on the top and the bottom we make them the same, even though it was a different uh, type of metal. That was silver and this was copper. But further... Uh, if you make a form, a shape that you can uh, shape the uh, the the, vovim, the the pegs of the of the posts, so then you can use those same shapes to uh, use them for the bottoms of the curtains and the um, and the and the and the coverings for the mishkan. So why should you make a new form for them with something else? And therefore, it still makes sense to use the. Um, you say this, even though they're not used as pegs, as 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 anchors, but just to weigh them down, it makes sense to use them too. So now that we have determined that there is not a question that you say this means anchors and pegs and they're shaped like that. And the reason why they were used so is because the top had you say this, that's why the bottom also they used you say this. But the question is that maybe they didn't stick them into the ground so not to go through to trouble to have to take them out again. And we use you say this again as we said because this was the way the top. So 
The question is, Rashi says, we're not sure. So then Rashi follows this up, them. so the Rebbe says, no, so that's why Rashi brings a proof, still from the name, since we call it Yisaitis, and it means anchors, probably was done that way. Since we uh, have a Pusik that says that a tent is not movable through the Yisaitis, it makes sense that this is the way to make a tent. Let's see inside. And after Rashi translates as Mitzada Yinyan, is done it better. That because of the matter, the, uh, the subject itself, it's not clear. Rashi himself concludes and says, And I say, meaning, I say they were stuck in the ground. On break of them, and he brings two evidence. Number one, Aleph. The name proves that they are stuck on the ground because that's why they're called anchors. You say this. Since the verse still calls them by the name of anchors, doesn't call them weights. They may have been, you say this, but doesn't call them weights. You say this is not the important part. Is the full of a so that itself. Tell seems as does is need blois to It's not that Torah just calls it because their shape, because the shape wouldn't make a difference. It's the weight of it makes a difference. It's not slibzeir fun. You say it's just because they look like anchors. and and it had no meaning. The fact they were shaped like anchors had no meaning because they didn't. They weren't used in this way of anchors. Nor the koiva but it was only the weight. Doesn't that doesn't make so much sense? They were actually used fitting to what their name is. Since this is not a strong proof. Because at the end, there is no clear proof as the post on you say this that the Torah refers to them as anchors because they are used as anchors especially as according to the subject matter of the Mishkan is Faran there might be another idea and the other way around as mentioned before that because they moved maybe they didn't put it in so maybe they were not pushed into the ground on them because you could have managed without it. You could have just hung it down with the weight. But Rashi brings a second proof from the second passage. Was from them posik this posik Zetman, you see, as the Steger zu Eufhaltmann Oil, that the nature, the way, the usual way to support and keep an oil up, was in Yonis do Chatoka von Orzord. An oil is to move from place to place. That's what a tent is. It's not a house. Is durch you say this? How it's done is through pegs. Was men can nit that you can't move from its place. They're stuck in the place. This meant as an tochaboras. It means that they are stuck in the ground. Obemele and therefore nit nor fault of this hanal. So not only does this remove. The idea, the 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 idea, as motzich pagnugent mit yisaidus luim, that they were sufficed with hanging pegs. But on the contrary, mikraze misayeni. This verse supports me. 
Their fun was their pasik lerenton. Since the pasik teaches us, as an oil chashuv that a oil which is important, oil bal yitzuan is there seder what a kind of an oil which is bal yitzuan is there seder to be fasting in midurch yisaidus at chum baaretz is bal yisaidus they say on etzach which means it's through the pushing the pegs the anchors into the ground is farana siyua to anochas rashi there is a support to rashi's accepting to Rashi's idea with regards to the tent of the Mishkan as which is an which is a very important tent also stuck in the ground so it's still understood as Nogdam Alam, even after all this, is a snitkinechokamura. This is not a complete proof. And at the end of the day, it's not totally excluded. As by Mishkan Bifrat, especially by the Mishkan, Loit Muhusi with Noivamikhodim, based on its particular conditions and its uh, essence, what it served, is given Andesh, maybe it was different. The Farzokhtarashi, therefore Rashi says, comes up to this subject to begin with. He says, I'm not sure. And also when Rashi figures this out, when Rashi decides, he says, So it makes sense to him. Many meet, which Rashi means to say, that it's not definite, it's not definitely figured out. He has not finally decided for sure, but that's the way it makes sense to him. Now, in Ois Hay, after the Rebbe explained the Pshat in Rashi, on the simple level, the Rebbe also brings out that from this Rashi, we can learn a difference in Halacha, depending upon how the curtains were held down in the Mishkan, uh, to figure out under what circumstances one would be liable on Shabbos for uh, building a tent, whether it is uh, only if he sticks it in the ground uh, or even if he just uh, weighs it down as it was in the Mishkan. We'll see inside. We've spoken already many times, as in Pirish Rashi ala Torah, that in Rashi's comment on the Torah, even in places where he's just uh, intending to interpret only the simple meaning, and he's not really teaching us any laws, there are also aspects of halacha, and of course, for sure, there are aspects of the inner parts of Torah. And in the language that our Rebbe's use, the wine of Torah, the inner part of Torah that we find in the commentary of Rashi. So in Oisei, now the following, the Rebbe is going to concentrate on halachic matter from this Rashi. And then in Oisvav, the Rebbe is going to bring out an idea of of Yena Noizvav and Zayin, an idea of Yena Shaltoir of the Pneumis Atoir. The Rebbe continues that the Din by Shabbos is, the Halacha by Shabbos is, as Dozvos Melechas Binyan is also in Atoir by Shabbos, that when we say that the work 
of building is prohibited on Shabbos is as blois the melacha for Nabinyan kebab. It's only if you're building a permanent structure. Over the melacha for Nabinyan arai, but the kind of work which only builds a temporary structure is also normal the Rabbon, and that is only prohibited from the Rabbon. Vos is the gather for Nabinyan kavua. The question is, what is the definition? What makes something a permanent building? So this is also connected and it hinges upon between the difference between the two possibilities in an uptight and you say this, how we translate the words, the peg. Which Rashi teaches us, lets us know in his commentary for the Parsha. And if we should assume we should accept as the say the sobem fest gehalt niris vikloim durch sehr covid that the pegs the anchors held the uh, covers and the curtains through their weight for statement their phone so from this we can understand the bald alam lochs von shabas lernt man ob vom lechsamischka since all jobs that are prohibited on shabas we learn from the jobs that were in the Mishkan, as I feel, means even when you built an oil, a tent, which is not fastened in an oven in a, such a way, that it is anchored through pegs or similar items, if he's just sufficiently strong, that it's not moving in a common wind, that already is a permanent structure. But if we're going to, however, accept with the pirush as the meaning as these say this and given to him that these anchors these pegs were stuck in the ground that voice come and then it needs to then it turns out as the issue from that when is there prohibition to build shabbos from the Torah, which is similar to the mishkan is only if you build a structure a tent which is in a situation a similar way that it's stuck into the ground the Rebbe is going to continue to explain the inner part of the Janus uh, from the Rashi by first introducing the difference between the Beis Amigdosh and the Mishkan as far as the place where the Beis Amigdosh stood, that the Kedusha went into the place as opposed to the Mishkan where the Kedusha did not penetrate the place. Once they moved the Mishkan, there was no Kedusha left on the place where the Mishkan stood before. And then the Rebbe is going to get to the question, how deep in the Mishkan, even in the temporary way, did it last? Did it go into the ground? Or it was just on the superior level in the ground? So let's turn inside. As mentioned earlier, is in Peter Shrashi Faran Yen Shal Torah. In Rashi's commentary, there is also the wine of Torah. For the Yonim Shal Primisat Torah was I Mirum Zinunzer Peter Shrashi. Those aspects of the inner part of Torah which are hinted in our Rashi. Says Mavur in Chasidus. Chasidus explains as the Beis Hamikdash is given Giboyt Biiker Fundoim that the main. A participant, uh, the main uh, material that the Beis Hamikdash was built was inanimate. Under Mishkan von Tzimeach, and the Mishkan, on the other hand, the temporary structure was built from growing things, unchai, and living things. The 
the wood, and then you had the covers made out of animals. When Agamsis poshut, and although it's obvious that the Ashros Ashchina, that the resting of the divine, that in Shachanti Besoichem, the concept of resting amongst them, it also uh, was accomplished. in them offer it also had an effect on the earth, on the inanimate that was in the ground of the Mishkan. It's still not the same, it's not equal the holiness of the floor of the Mishkan, the ground of the Mishkan to the Kedusha, for the reason the Kedoshim of the holiness that was in the curtains, the Chai, um, and the kroshim and the beams, the tzemech. The reis and kroshim, they give a kodesh mitzad atzmam. They, the curtains and the uh, beams, they were kodesh in of themselves. Mashenke, their offer from karka mishkan, as opposed to the earth from the floor of the mishkan. Zayin kedush is gikum and its sanctity came below mitzad the mishkan. It came because of the Mishkan, the Yiriz V'Karashim, the curtains and the beams caused it to become holy. That that was placed upon that earth. But after they removed from that place, they took away the Mishkan from there. Is in their Karka, so in the ground where the Mishkan is Gishtana, where the Mishkan was standing, nothing remained from the previous sanctity. But this is the Maila in Beis Hamikdos Lekabe the Mishkan. This is the advantage of the Beis Hamikdash with regards to the Mishkan. Um, that we say that the Mishkan was doimim, and in the in the Beis Hamikdash, Mashenk in the Mishkan was tzemech and chay. So this is the advantage of Beis Hamikdash with the Mishkan. In Beis Hamikdash, in the Beis Hamikdash, is the kedusha was in the doimim, that sanctity that was in the inanimate. I feel in the doimim from Karka Beis Hamikdash, even that which is the inanimate, not of the stones of the structure of the Mishkan, but even the, just the ground of the Mishkan. Mm-hmm. I mean, the ground of the Beis Hamikdash. It's not because there is a holy structure standing on it, but the ground itself became independently Kodesh. And also after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash, when there is no longer standing a Beis Hamikdash, after the destruction of the first Beis Hamikdash. Or after the destruction of the second bias, so there is no structure there. But is given in an oven. It was took place in such a way that oru oru ada yisoidba, as the verse in Tillin Kuflam Zayin Zayin that they had uprooted it up to the all the way till the foundation. Menat charuv gemach bizdi yisoidus. It was destroyed up till the foundation or the reich the yisoidus, or even the foundations itself were destroyed. The brings down the others, the very sources for this. Is the in the But yet the place of the Mikdash still continued to possess the um, holiness, the sanctity of its place. And that means that it has a kedushin of itself. So this is the difference between the floor of the Mishkan and the floor of the Mikdash. But the floor of the Mishkan was only holy because at the time the structure was standing on it. But once it moved, it didn't have any uh, any Kedusha left in the Karka. It's Oizayin. The Shail is Ober, but the question still is, Vishtark and Vitif is given the Kedusha from Karka Mishkan. How 
strong and how deep went the holiness from the floor of the Mishkan in the side where the Mishkan is Dodgishtanan. During the time that the Mishkan was standing over there, how strong was it? And this is totally in the Tzoyafana Pirush, and this is depends upon the two ways of interpreting. When you say this, how we say the anchors were. But Rashi bring the other, says Rashi. Uh, brings out over here. According to the explanation, the way that the anchors only supported the Mishkan blows through their COVID only through their weight, that voice come and then this means it comes out as all the Gedushah from Mishkan in Karka Mishkan that the holiness that flows from the Mishkan to the ground of the Mishkan. Is does not amesuvav? It's only a result, and how does turgenum and the mafar not in the chitzonis? It only uh, penetrated the earth in a external way. As is nit farbundum midam shetach akarkal sprat. It's not connected to the area of the property as a specific. Not as karkastam. It's just standing there because it has to stand somewhere. It stands there, but it's not. Connected to that place particularly, there's nothing fastens it to it. Since even while it was standing, is the Mishkan is given It wasn't fastened by being connected and being uh, stuck inside of the ground. It was just standing there. It was like superficially resting on it. It only supported itself. It was standing on top of the karkar. What helped it is not the ground helped it, didn't help it stand. It was the koivid ha'yisaydis. It was the weight of the anchors that held it down, that kept the, the mishkan down. But it wasn't the ground didn't serve as holding the mishkan together. But according to, as opposed to the explanation, as the Isaidis and Given Truvimbarits, that the anchors were actually stuck into the ground. So then the holiness, the sanctity of the Mishkan, it penetrated in them in that area, in that particular area, in, in a primis, in that place, it it went in there. Nochmer. Furthermore, not only did it go inside there in the ground, those was the Mishkan is given kavubim koime. What allowed for the Mishkan to be permanent in its place, oil bal yitzuan, a tent that was not moved, it was gekumen from the Karka Mishkan, it was the ground of the Mishkan that supported it. Der Shetach Proti, this particular area, Karka Mishkan, is the Sibir, that is the cause, the reason, from Kvisa Mishkan, that makes the permanence in the Mishkan. Sha'oz Kedusha Yoser, then it has a greater Kedusha, while it's standing together, when the Mishkan is Fanandiginuman, as when the Mishkan is taken apart, as in the Gale Kamadinim, as it is applies and connected to many different halachas. So the ground is what gave it permanence, gave it strength, and allowed for the whole Mishkan to stand. In Ois Ches, the Rebbe will continue to explain in Avedas Ha'odom that just like the Mishkan in the desert was able to accomplish the Kedusha in the Karka of the Mishkan for the time being, and the Beis Amigdosh, uh, penetrated also the doimim. Likewise, every yid has the ability 
to transform and make into Kedusha any place where he finds himself and to make the Kedusha there in a permanent way. Oisches is Yedua. It is known as the Kedusha for Mishkon and Beis Amigdosh that the sanctity of the Mishkon and then later on the Beis Amigdosh that that also shined into uh, the entire world from that Kedusha. So from them is move on. So it's understood as Durch Binyan Beis Amigdosh, that when the structure through the building of the Beis Amigdosh is Gigabim Givorn Yed Nidna Koyach, every Jew was given the power in Zeir, Vosuli Migdosh Benefesh. When they built a Migdosh, building a Migdosh meaning in their soul that the person builds his own which means in every Jewish soul to build a sanctuary for Hashem. So we also have the power to uh, that that they can bring down the Yid and his Avoida can also bring down holiness into the entire world any place in the world and from the base amigdash in an even pnimi vikavua and in a inner and a permanent way bedugma with the gedusha from base amigdash similar to the sanctity of the base amigdash so he starts off that the gedusha from both the mishkan and the base amigdash are in the whole world but the permanence we are learning that once the base amigdash was built it gave the yid a koyach to bring about gedusha in a permanent way in an inner and a permanent way because the Mishkan, as opposed to the Mishkan over there, wasn't so permanent. It was only for the time while it stood there. But here we're talking about after the Beis Migdosh, which creates that special uh, connection to the Kedusha, that it stays there all the time. So from this we can learn, comes out an instruction. That every Jew, wherever he finds himself, even if he finds himself in the land of the nations, so now he's not Eretz Yisrael. So the Beis Hamikdash physically was in Eretz Yisrael, but we're t- trying to say that the Kedusha from the Beis Hamikdash goes everywhere, not only in Eretz Yisrael. So meaning that even if he finds himself in Eretz Amim, but that Torah rules as Avira Ugushazayin Tomei that the ear. And the uh, substance over there, uh, material in the chutzlars uh, are tummy. So there too, hotter he has the power to sort out his portion in this world. Undort and he can bring down kedusha in a permanent and an inner way. similar to the kedusha beis which is permanent in the place where it is. So we can also accomplish that even outside of Eretz Yisrael, it was nimshach kedusha b'cholayil. But this is the biur of Maimon Azal. This is the explanation of the saying of our sages, this is the Gemara Megillah of Tesumad Aleph. As the Batik Nisi is about the Midrash, she bechutz laaretz zayin emigdash maat. That the uh, shuls and the study halls that are outside of Israel are a small, a miniature sanctuary. And in the future, they will also be taken along to Eretz Yisrael. 
Why is that so? Because when Yidin pray and they study Torah, they are able to draw down holiness into the structure, into the houses themselves, which are made out of stones, wood, and sand. They are located, they're situated in outside of Eretz Yisrael. Yet they bring down Kedusha in that physicality. And the holiness remains in them. Eventually, they too will be carried along to Eretz Yisrael. But there is a Kedusha permanence that permeates the actual physical structure of the uh, wood, stone, and uh, offer in the sand of the, of the house. There's also on the other side. Through this that every Jew now brings down holiness in his portion of this world, you accomplish the preparation that in the future, Yerushalayim will expand into all of Eretz Yisrael. And Eretz Yisrael is destined to expand into all lands. And all over, in the ganze Welt, an entire world, it will expand similarly to the sanctity of Beis Amikdosh. In Yone, what is the basic English? Is the Zvuloch. It should be a house that you will live in. But when Dan Zemi, the Ganze Welt, then you will see like the entire world is a Dirilah is a dwelling place for Hashem. And the country, Ikadira, is Bitachtoin. So the preparation now, on one hand, we're saying that we're going to take all the shuls to Yisrael. The other hand, we're saying Eretz Yisrael is going to expand into the shoals all over. Just like in the Beis HaMikdosh. Over there, they would pronounce the name. When the Levim, they would say the Bechaz Kohanim, they would pronounce Hashem's name as it is written. As the Shem Havai is given in an oifen. So that means that Hashem's name was in such a way, Fun Kriya that they would read it, read it means begilui, openly, they would, it was revealed, likewise it would be also in the whole world, which means, it will be Hashem is one, and His name is one, what does it mean? That He will also be pronounced, instead of being pronounced now, Adoi, Shem, we will pronounce it as the vowels as with the yud vavke. Uh, that means that here too there will be that expression and openness and revelation of Godless into the world. This will all take place in the Gula Amitiz Vashlema, in the true and complete redemption. Durch Mashiach through our righteous Mashiach, may he come and redeem us. Bekorim Mamesh actually very soon. This is Mesichas Shabbos Parshas Truma in the year Tavshin Chavhei.